learned lots of things in the Boy Scouts. I learned to set goals. I learned to set fires. I learned to sharpen a knife. I learned to pitch a tent. I love the Boy Scouts. What's not to love as a boy? You get out of the house with a legitimate excuse. After all, what parent could argue with, I've got a scout meeting. You got to pal around with other boys. And best of all, you got to go camping. Freedom. Very little adult supervision. Maybe two other dads, and mine wasn't one of them, because he almost always worked nights as I was growing up. Sleeping in tents, hiking in the woods, building fires, using axes, knives, and other implements not usually entrusted to prepubescent boys, not taking a bath all weekend long. Summer camp was even better. An entire week without parental oversight. Archery with steel-tipped arrows. Rifle range with twenty-two caliber rifles. Rowing on the strip mine lakes. Meals in the screened-in, open dining hall. How could life get any better? All of the kids in my troop were working class. So none of us paid for summer camp in one fell swoop. We brought in 50 cents a week to our weekly evening meeting to pay towards our summer sojourn. 24 weeks of deposits secured our place. Boy Scouts wasn't really cool once I got into junior high and high school, but I didn't care. I stayed anyway. I had friends there, even if they weren't the cool kids, and it offered a respite from home. I lost interest in moving up the ranks, though, once I got into high school. I rationalized that I'd never make Eagle, scouting's highest rank, because I wasn't a good enough swimmer to earn the swimming merit badge which was one of the 21 badges required. But I kept going for the social aspects and the camping. My final campout, a handful of the older scouts, who were seniors in high school, were allowed to go up to the scout camp on Friday night to claim the best cabin, while the younger scouts and scoutmasters came up Saturday morning. We piled into the frigid log cabin in snow-covered northern Illinois, while throwing our sleeping bags on the bunks. A roaring fire in the cast-iron stove soon warmed us. I brought a bag of day-old donuts from my parents' little bake shop, which was soon to fail, and someone, I believe it was red-headed Bill Haig, brought a bottle of ill-gotten whiskey. It was a lively crew of the five of us, washing down stale donuts with whiskey mixed with 7-Up. Four of the five handled the whiskey just fine. But Herkin Schmidt, whose stepdad served as long-suffering scoutmaster, went wild, trying to kick over the cast-iron wood burner, tear down bunk beds, and overturn the stout wood plank table. Herkin, at six foot and 135 pounds, hadn't made the basketball team and was the only kid at Sandwich High to carry a briefcase to school. We couldn't let him destroy the cabin. It took four of us, all football players, to pin Herkin's wildly thrashing body to his bunk until the whiskey rage passed. After a half hour or so, Herkin calmed down enough to be released and promptly passed out. During the night, we heard the unmistakable sounds of vomiting. The next morning, we were amazed to see 
lying in the pool of vomit, an entire donut Harkin had wolfed down the night before. Lesson learned. Don't ever take day-old donuts to a whiskey-drinking campout. The story of Harkin puking up an entire donut joined the legends of Sandwich High. Needless to say, I neglected to tell my wife the donut story when younger son Alex joined the scouts. (laughs) 